This is episode 64, ABA. Hello and welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Welcome. Here we are. I don't know why I'm singing. (laughs) So today we're switching it up. We have water. Mm -hmm. Special water. Special water with grapefruit, cucumber, and mint. And Mm -hmm. we'll put that recipe on the Patreon if you're curious. And we have this uh, rice cake with some avocado and hard-boiled egg on top with paprika. And Deb put some salt on it as well. Yes, so it was very good. Should we do an eat it or beat it? <laughs> okay, I vote eat it. You definitely eat it because I already ate it. So, mm-hmm. you know, look yep. at that irregular past tense there. We can still vote drink it or sink it on the infused water. Yes, I say drink it. Yes. But I have specific instructions don't mm-hmm. swallow the mint leaves. Right, yeah. Yeah, because mine were really stuck in my oropharynx. Oh, and I had to, yeah, I had to clear that, you it know? It is best with a straw, but it those is. were in the dishwasher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So here's a, a uh, you know, we'll get dysphagia-esque-ish on this show. Oh, boy. Here's an example of when a straw is good. Right. Because you don't want mint leaves right. in your oropharynx. Right. But you do want to have some flavored water sometimes. Of course. I, we were Definitely. talking about how earlier, just sick of plain water Me at too. this point. Yeah. I've been uh, doing lime. I like lime, but mm-hmm. you like, you know, went extra with it. Got to mix it up. I also read something and I don't have a source. So um, don't so. even quote me on this. But um, it's like... Drinks that have a little bit of sugar in it hydrate you better and faster than just plain water because of some reason, like that has to do with electrolytes. So it's like, not like you should have high sugary drinks, but at the same time, it's going to hydrate you better and faster. And I could look that up for the show notes. Okay. I think that with the word sugar, I think they probably mean like, um, like a simple sugar, like a right. fruit or a lemon or a lime, not yes. like, oh, let me just start pouring some no. uh, high fructose, N- high fructose corn syrup in my water. Yeah, no, not right? that. We're just, we're just specifying. Mm-hmm. I was thinking before we get into today's topic, we have a big announcement. Oh, we do. We are going to be at Asha with a member table. Yes. Yeah. Woo! Woohoo! Woo. Year two. Here, let's get a water cheers to cheers. that. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Yeah. Some of this. Mm-hmm. We are going to be member table 896. 896. Yes. 896. That's right. Yes. Last year we were 872. So we're in a, we're kind of similar, but uh, now we're 896. Um, So we're further in the back. I guess so, but I'm confident people will find us. I think we're probably further up front because we were at the end last, like we were like, I know, but it's a different convention center, so it could have a different setup. Yeah. So I who knows? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But um, we are flexibility. Table, yeah. Eight, nine, Sorry. six. Go and uh, come see us. We're going to have T-shirts, magnets, and then we're we're thinking about other things like glasses and koozies and corks. We don't really know yet. So um, stay tuned to hear more about that, and we'll post about it on Instagram. We're thinking about having you guys vote on uh, the things that you think we should sell at our table i like this idea mm-hmm. yeah it's like what the people want yeah tell us what you want give the people what, what you they really want. really want so <laughs> t- <laughs> tell you what i want 
you know i wanna i wanna i wanna get on with this episode yes go ahead okay no um but yeah that would be really cool if you guys could uh write to us and let us know what kind of products you'd like us to have at our table and yeah what else maria uh well we have a lovely interview with one (laughs) a lovely one (laughs) it is they're all lovely yes but we have a lovely interview on the show so just wait for that stay tuned stay tuned for that Mm -hmm. and uh today we want to talk about applied behavioral analysis so we're gonna hop right in there Mm -hmm. deb has a statement put out Mm. by the lovely again i will work on that the lovely the the fantastic the fantastic the fantabulous asha yeah so asha has a statement about applied behavioral analysis okay so applied behavior analysis has been identified has been defined as the systematic application and evaluation of principles of behavior analysis to the improvement of specific behaviors. Yes. The terms and principles of behavior management most often used in ABA include learning, stimuli, responses, consequences, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, punishment, and extinction. The techniques used in ABA include prompting, cueing, modeling, chaining, differential reinforcement, and fading. Mm. Um, The bottom line is that applied behavior analysis, or ABA, is a set of procedures drawn from the discipline of behavior analysis that allows for the understanding of reasons that certain behaviors may occur. As Mm -hmm. part of the interdisciplinary practice, SLPs may find applications of ABA techniques within the natural training context to be effective complement to their own communication interventions. So it's basically saying that um, SLPs can use this to complement SLP goals and strategies. Mm -hmm. One more thing is SLPs using more traditional applications of ABA must consider common training practices to avoid problems with prompt dependency and generalization. For example... Um, also many practitioners have reported difficulty training more fluid targets, such as communication. Mm-hmm. This is what we have here. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, to cover that to begin with. That's good. Okay. I like that. Are you finished with Ash's statement? There's is a that, little more, but I think okay. I said enough. I think you did say enough yeah, actually there. We get it, right? We totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a slight little, um, what's it called? Definition. Cause I know you like definitions Love them. from psychology today, mm-hmm. which was similar to what you just said about they, ABA teaches specific behaviors. So such as social skills, communication, hygiene, grooming, academic skills. So really like anything, I think in my eyes, anything that the, client or the student needs to work on you can really like use aba to teach it to them that's how i look at it and then they said according to psychology today most successful plus for over 20 hours a week before the age of four and i have seen this firsthand Mm -hmm. um, when i worked early intervention i worked a lot uh with the aba instructors and you know they we had like meetings and they were asking me my opinion about like certain programs that they should put in. Um, they also have like an oral motor program, which I was like, well, you know, I had to say my little speech, like, you know, oral motor is not good. Cause you know, the ABA instructor was like, yeah, and that'll help with speech. Right. And I'm just like, well, well, hold it, hold it there. Not well, well, maybe in some capacities, 
Yes, I didn't say, I didn't even say that. I was like, okay. well, the research has shown it really doesn't, but you are teaching them to attend to you. You are teaching them to like follow instructions with using like their mouth, which is like a technically like a small, fine, small movement. Right. Which, you know, listen, if they do well with it, let's add speech sounds. So then usually. Right, add speech sounds. Yeah, yeah so they, they did. They yeah. have added speech sounds and they, like, yeah. they I really listen to I love doing, like, using a chewy tube and going, like, because I'm like, oh, listen to how that's different when we close our mouth. Oh, it okay. the sound. And so I have a kid that's just like, I'll go home. Oh, right. You okay, know, so everything is just open. Mm. So I'm, like, giving him something, I'm like, bite down. Look at the right. difference. Yeah. You it's know, definitely it's best working. to use it in words, but listen, I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to tell them how to do the program. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, no, you know, you can't. I'm just right. like, listen, this is what it is. But if you want to work on like oral motor program, fine, put one in, but I'm just going to tell you my opinion. Make sure we have a lot of like speech sound programs too. And we right. did. Mm-hmm. And the kid made a lot of progress. So I'm like, Hey, whatever. What? Something happened. Let's, something happened. So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, we're good. We're on the same page here. Um, so in terms of ABA, do you feel like you've used it before? No. Have you mostly seen it? Okay. I've seen it. Um, and I've, no, I've not used it. Okay. I've used it a lot and mm-hmm. I still use it. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll talk about that. Yeah. I'll just listen. So, yeah. You just listen. Okay. So, uh, my grad school internship was at a special needs school and they really used, uh, ABA. Like everyone, the classrooms were set up like ABA classrooms, mm-hmm. speech therapy, sessions everything so i learned a lot about aba um and i did like it and there were some other things i didn't like so i'm going to talk about what i did like first okay so i like that it's very uh well i like that you have to take data yep so i think it helped me uh because i think i I think i'm pretty good at taking data and you take data pretty much like every day there. I do. Uh, oh, I thought but you were talking about But it's not as like complicated as like a WH questions. Let's find the details. And there's like three kids in the group. It's really one on one. And the data was a lot of like receptive and expressive identification. I remember that a lot. So like um, you present, let's say, pictures in a field of three. And it's like, oh, touch fireman if you want to work on like people. And then did they touch fireman? Yes. Plus they did it. Negative. If they get a negative as the first trial, like you have to re you have to teach firemen. Like you, we mm-hmm. can't move on to teaching like 80 other or 10 other right. <laughs> community workers if we don't get touch firemen on trial one. So I like ah. that. It really shows like the, they have like teaching trials. So like, all right, so then you're going to mix up the cards again and be like touch firemen. They don't get it. You teach them firemen and you keep doing it 10 times okay. or five till they really do realize like oh this is the fireman and you don't move on until they get that and i do like that i think that makes sense yeah (laughs) i also like that aba is systematic the way you're explaining it because um Mm -hmm. speech pathology is not at all it's way more like uh (laughs) well it should be but like well it is i mean it's not like (laughs) i'm not saying like it's not as it's not as systematic as that like you can't move him on to introduce let's say you're doing let's stick with the same example let's stick with you're doing community workers Fire, you pick three or four. You pick fireman, teacher, and police officer. So you present it, let's say, in a field of three, and there's like just basil flying everywhere this right now. This is mint, <laughs> but you're throwing it all over well, the place. At least it's not in my oropharynx. Okay. I'm happy it's on our keyboard and not in my throat. <laughs> okay. So, you're crazy. You do, I know. 
Who's not, who is it? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but you're not going to move on and teach other ones if they can't identify a fireman right. in a field of three. And if they still mm-hmm. can't, then you got to do a field of one where it's just like touch fireman and they touch it, touch fireman. And then like, and you, just you say it over still and over have to teach. What that. if they're not touching it? You do hand over hand Hand over hand or that's probably not even a good goal then. Like, honestly, if you oh, have okay. to, I think if you have to do that much prompting, like, OK, maybe they should just like maybe you should move on to like actual touch objects, maybe touch the apple. Everybody, yeah. Apple is a good go to. <laughs> <Apple. laughs> yeah, <has> apple. exactly. <laughs> so I did like that. Um, but uh, we did like a lot of receptive and then you do the expressive. Mm-hmm. Who's this fire? You know, so okay. you do those programs. That was a big program we did. I felt like that's what I took away from that. Uh, they did a lot of sorting, which mm-hmm. I thought was good. You know, like, how do you sort fruits versus vegetables? Well, you and I had a hard time with yeah, that earlier. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, um, because fruits, we didn't look this up, but right, I was just okay. in science class with third graders, and they mm-hmm. were learning about this, mm-hmm. and fruits have seeds. And right. so, and then, But so do eggplants. So maybe eggplant is a fruit. Wow, that's and interesting. And also, so do cucumbers. Right. Cucumber, that one I could believe more as a fruit. But eggplant, I guess. And then, um, well, I mean, because like carrots don't. And right. Carrots don't. Celery, celery doesn't. Cabbage. All of those grow. Wait, does celery grow under the ground? I think it's above the, the ground. Oh, it is above. Onions yeah. are under. Potatoes are under. Mm-hmm. So then they, don't, they don't have seeds. So maybe a eggplant is a fruit. Yeah. Who knows? All right. That's that's that. But <laughs> any categories are good. Right. So you could sort. Just avoid fruit and vegetables because we don't know. Either. Right. Those are hard ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like just, you know, go with it. Don't be so technical. Right. Yes. Got or make it. sure you choose vegetables that definitely don't have seeds and you choose fruits that definitely do have seeds. Right. So there is no like, you know, right. anything that you're not unsure of. And that is like the the negative part and or the con, you could say about aba uh and it was is similar to what asha said is the generalization is a little bit hard right so like if so what let's say you did fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. <laughs> as sorting I'm google this yeah go okay. for that fruits and vegetables as sorting when they get a new fruit and a new vegetable that you have not taught are they able to apply it you know so i think you in terms of like in my speech goggles i'll say you should teach what makes a fruit a fruit like seeds okay. and all that. And then what makes a vegetable a vegetable that? Oh, here we go. And so I, go um, ahead. botanically speaking, wow. a fruit is a seed bearing structure that develops from the ovary of a flowering plant, whereas vegetables are all other plant parts, such as roots, leaves, and stems. Ah. This includes such botanical fruits as eggplants, bell pe- peppers, and tomatoes. See, there's the... Those are fruits. They it are says fruits. That. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a vegetable is either a root, a stem, or a leaf. See, that is, let's say I was doing sorting. Mm-hmm. I would want to do that lesson first. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't really see much of that when I was in that ABA well, school. Well, I maybe wish. for a higher level kid. Right. If I was working with somebody, it was like initially, I'm doing like apple, orange. Yes. And maybe kiwi yeah, if I wanted to get spicy. Right. And then like carrot, lettuce, and... Eggplant? No. No. Also, it's like ones that they see. Carrots are and lettuce. And what's a vegetable that kids, I mean. Broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Everyone knows broccoli. Good. So just stick to those six at first. Right. (laughs) I hear what you're saying. 
but also like again with the cons part uh, i remember when we had when i was doing like the aba style my internship we would do like what do you say when someone sneezes and they just kind of like memorize to be like bless you or right. like something but what do you say right i don't bless you zoom tight god bless you the target behavior is actually okay so you have the specific question you have to always ask it this way what do you say when someone sneezes and their target response is bless you i know that's like controversial but that's what they wanted them to say but that's what they wanted okay i didn't make these programs not I was god just, bless you not god bless you, you i don't say okay i don't just, remember but like detail. you can just bless people right yeah you could just bless people <laughs> okay and then okay. before i started the program right i was like doing something with the client i don't remember and i was like oh what if i pretend to sneeze and i was like achoo and she didn't say anything to me uh-huh but when i do the program like what do you say when someone sneezes she knew to be like bless you but she didn't apply it to a real sneeze what if and you weren't allowed to change that question i wasn't i was you couldn't be like Achoo! What do you say I if know, somebody sneezes? That would, Achoo! That would be a better program, actually. And then they were like, God bless you. They were like, bless you. And then you're like, yeah, achoo! Tell me. Yeah. Bless you. You know what? That would definitely be That's a better program. That's speech pathology. That is. You just said AVA. I just said speech pathology. Well, I was also a grad intern. It was my right. first internship at a clinic. Right when we met. Right. Right when we met. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. I no, was but very that's not green. My, I'm not criticizing. <laughs> no, I I'm know. just saying like that's a difference that I just noticed. Yes. Yeah. And that could be a great way, I think, to combine with speech right. with ABA. But and then when they do it, you're like, what did you say? And then they're like, yeah. bless you. And then you could just, just on your on your notepad, which is all graph paper, you give them a plus. Right. And then yeah. you could. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be better, like, if you were taking data on that, like, play a game, like, do a puzzle, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. color, and then be like, achoo, and then right. see if they say it, and then plus or minus. Right. they're kind yeah. of like a lot of drills. But then what is the functional social skills i'm sure they're working right, on yeah. social skills wait what was bt morgan's question speechy morgan's oh what is the functional out her quote yeah what is the fun i guess yeah i guess socializing yeah. when someone sneezes having that awareness i know i think greeting is more important at first yeah well I sneezes you know they happen all the time they do have <laughs> <laughs> and, and five times in a row you know like I know. you know it's like okay <laughs> settle down now yeah i said it once and yeah. that's enough I'm not just all gonna right? keep blessing you over here yeah do i <laughs> who do i look like to you no, give it out blessings like <laughs> yeah so well you know what bless everyone it's like so like, like oprah like glitter just throw it everywhere <laughs> yeah just get, well anyway. i have that power might as well right exactly yeah. but you know that's my opinion about ab and then of course the most obvious one is uh pex how i use picture exchange communication system which maybe we should have a whole separate episode about yeah PECs. but um pex is comes from ABA and it's very systematic, very taking that data. Mm-hmm. What are they motivated by? ABA is very big with that too. Right. Finding that motivator. Yes. And having the child pick it. Oh my God. It's a pet peeve of mine. Right. The child's going to pick what's motivating to them. Right. <laughs> not, not you. you. Right. <laughs> okay. Yes, not you. Yes. Not <laughs> about you. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's my stuff. Uh, any, what do you, do you feel like you've learned a little bit about ABA? Sure. I like, okay. uh, when you say sure, it makes me feel like no, you, yeah. you did it. No, I did. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I like that. Like don't move past fireman until fireman is, uh, mastered mastered. Yeah. You would do fireman and then you would do policeman and then you discriminate. Touch fireman, switch it up. Switch now, co- what if in touch your parents, uh-huh. then they have to master discrimination. Then you introduce a new 
who quite a new community worker. Now, what if the parent had informed you like this kid loves firemen? Mm. Would you incorporate that or would you be like, well, we're going to not use that? Me personally or like what would the ABA person say? The ABA person. It depends on the ABA person, but the people I've met are all about the child's um, motivators right, and okay. strength. So they would probably say yes. Okay. So like, would yeah. that be in the first round? Because we're like, we're pretty sure that we're going to know right. firemen. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Then they'll nail that. They'll right. master that step in a week. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Touch firemen. Touch firemen. Got it. Good. Okay. The next three sessions, it's mastered. Now let's introduce a new one. Okay. Like at least the kid right, has so learned. Right, so then they get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would put firemen with like maybe two other with two other pictures. Mm-hmm. Can they find the firemen amidst in a field of three? Right. And don't do a field of two. I posted about this on my gram. Right, yeah. Field of two is a 50-50 shot. Right. So no data really there. Right. Mm-hmm. You're leaving it up to chance. Exactly. Yeah. Not yeah. So and then also you have to pay attention. Like, is this kid constantly choosing the one on the right? Yes. Right. Even if you're in a field of three and if you just they you're they're always picking the one on the right, then it's like you could mix up the cards. They were they're big with that. Mix but then up. if it's still always the one on the right. Oh, then it's like, well, what's going on on the visual right. left side? Yeah. Left. Let's yeah, get we it. have like ne- left side neglect or something right. like that. Exactly. Or we're just not attending and we're like, I get they want me to touch something. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you yeah. switch it up and, mm-hmm. you know, and you keep asking it, you know, like pick the fireman or if you're in the discrimination phase, you're like pick the uh, pick the police officer, switch it up. Yeah, so maybe you should get the SLP award for knowing the most ABA techniques. Oh, I would love that award. The ABA SLP award at slpawards.us. By Eric Raj. He is such a great man, great Mm -hmm. SLP, and he started this website. Yes. And it's a great gift to give to your fellow slps and i think deb you should give me that gift okay thank you i'll recommend i wonder if there's one that you can choose what it says but if i can't find it then maria i'm gonna send you most awesomest slp award thank you i'll take it because here you are just like grabbing knowledge using it all the time from all these different places thank you yeah and luckily enough Mm -hmm. as our listeners you can get free shipping with the code wine and cheese all caps all one word yes This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SLP Toolkit. Hey everyone, this is Deb and I'm here with Sarah and Lisa of SLP Toolkit, breaking down 10 reasons why you need toolkit in your SLP life. Here we are with reason number nine. You will have quick access to important information such as date of birth, grade of each client, teacher's name, and important dates. So how did you guys uh, get that information before Sarah and Deb? I'm curious. I had a crap ton of uh, manila folders. Yeah, I have, uh, I probably had multiple Google Docs, like a Google Doc that had just like vital information, a Google Doc that had goals, a Google Doc that had all dates. Now it's all in one spot. Love it. I know, and I think that was the one um, kind of area where we weren't sure if it's a feature somebody needs because people tend to have their own IEP software that has most of that demographic kind of information in there. Um, But I think it's, it's the way that it's displayed 
is what makes it unique to what SLPs actually need to see on a daily basis. And the coolest part is you can sort by each of those fields. Um, so if one, you wanna look at by all your students by last name, and then one day you need to look at them all by their teacher, or you need to look at them all by their upcoming IEP date um, to be scheduling meetings for the future is what really makes that caseload uh, feature like one of the coolest parts. Yeah, it actually saves my life because I never had a system before. So if you're ready to sign up for free, you can go to slptoolkit.com. And then when you're ready to subscribe, use the promo code wine and cheese, all lowercase letters to get $24 off the annual cost of toolkit or your first month for free. And now an interview with Maria and Nora. Hi everyone, so I'm sitting here with Nora. She's one of my fellow co-workers and she has been very nice enough to dedicate some time to me to uh, sit down and talk with me. So welcome Nora to our show. Hello, thank you. So glad Nora, oh go ahead. Oh, I just saying glad to be here. Well, thank you for inviting me over to your house and you have such a wonderful home. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, so Nora works as a paraprofessional in the public school system, and she has extensive knowledge in ABA, which stands for Applied Behavioral Analysis. She's currently receiving her master's in special ed, and she's a full-time mom, full-time student, and works full-time. That's right. I'm out of breath just saying all of it. <laughs> it's exhausting. I, I don't know how you do it all. Uh, a lot of help. Good. A lot of help. It takes an army. Right. Can't do it without my husband, my mom, my sister, friends, you know, a lot Aww. of support around. That's good. You're lucky to have that. So we're recording this for my podcast, mine and Deb's. So do you know what a podcast is? I do and right. I don't. Uh-huh. My husband tries to force me to watch, listen to them, not even yeah. watch them, listen yes, to them. Listen to them. Just, there's no time. I know. There's so no time. We're going to, I'm going to help you to make time All to right. listen to them. Well, now I'm going to have to listen yeah. since I'm on it. Exactly. Look at me, <laughs> just opening up your doors to podcasts. All right. So I wanted to hear a little bit about your background with ABA. So how did you get trained in it and how long? Um. Well, back in 19... 19- 1999. 1999. Uh, yeah, a long right. time ago. Mm-hmm. Just said my age, huh? No, we didn't um, say anything. We just said in 1999. <laughs> I worked for an early intervention school for autistic children. So that's 18 months to three years old. Mm-hmm. And I started working there as an ABA assistant. So I worked underneath the teacher. I was trained by the school. So my training was in-house. I didn't get trained outside or any other kind of workshop. So I did the ABA the way they wanted it. Um, There's all different ways of doing ABA. So I started there as an assistant. And then I moved up to head assistant. And I then started training other therapists to do ABA. Home therapists, speech therapists. Oh, Um, wow. So I trained them inside our center to go out into the home, and then I came to the Board of Ed. Wow. After 15 years of being there. Wow, so you were there for 15 years. Yeah, on and off for 15 years. So I had two children in between that time. Nice. So I took a little break in between. So when you trained the speech therapist, I'm just curious, you know, being a speech therapist, what types of things would you train them on? Well, obviously, speech therapist has to do their 
speech therapy. Yes. But we suggest to the speech therapist to try to generalize what we're doing on the special ed side of the mm-hmm. ABA, their programs to utilize it into their therapy. So if you're teaching the child to um, identify um, words, like we'll do receptive programs, mm-hmm. receptive ID programs, speech therapists will focus on those programs that are, you know, collaborate with speech. Right. So we'll teach them sounds through ABA, like ah, ba, you know, through the ABA programs. And we just train the speech therapists to use our data and, you know, the proper way to utilize our... um, Methodology? Yes. Yes. Good one. Gotcha. Um, It's a good word Our language. You know, it's like ABA is like learning a whole nother language. Mm. It's like we use this very limited language when we're talking and we're doing the program. So we try we train our therapists to use that type of language right. with the kids while they're doing the therapy. Is that like keeping your instructions like short and concise? Yes. Like quiet hands? Right. Like right. limited we didn't use quiet hands, we oh, use okay. sit quiet. Sit you know? quiet. Okay. We use very direct directions. So it's like sit down. I'm not gonna say Maria, sit down in the chair. It's sit down. Okay. You know, very simple directions for them to learn. And then eventually, you know, we generalize the direction over into, you know, a natural setting, you know, because they're not going to constantly be in a cubby one-to-one right. for the rest of their lives. You mm-hmm. have to generalize the skills over. Yes. And you were telling me earlier another time, because Nora and I work together, and she does give me a lot of ABA knowledge that I really like, and I feel like it makes such a big difference. It helps. And uh, you were saying, like, you like ABA more or you really see it in the younger students and then when they get older. So, like, what do you think My about that? My experience with ABA is more with the younger kids, mm-hmm. 18 months to three years old. Um, as I, when I came to the Board of Ed, yes, we do use ABA here. The classrooms that I were, was in were higher functioning children, so we didn't need the ABA. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I've been doing it with one student. Yes, you could see progress. I think you see more progress when they're younger because as a younger child, they're like a sponge. They absorb a lot more. As they get older, it's harder to teach, you know, new skills as you get older, just like any, you know, you try to ask your mom to do something different than she's been usually doing. Oh, no. You can't. can't. You can't. I agree with that one. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) Um, So. You know, it's, I think as they get older, it's a little harder. Mm-hmm. But still possible. But still 100% possible. But just, know. it's going to take maybe a little extra. It might extra. take a little time. Right. So I like to use token boards and the visual schedules mm-hmm. in speech. That's how I feel like I incorporate. Well, that's more like a behavioral approach, right? Not technically ABA. Um, right. We use the token boards during um, our ABA sessions mm-hmm. as a reward system for them. Yes. Um, you know, ABA is, di- you know, give them the direction, reinforce them, and then they get what they want. Right. So for a child that can, you know, a higher functioning child that could respond after five trials, you don't need to give that chip or that toy after every trial. You could wait five trials and then, you know, have them earn that little reinforcer, that star or that token or whatever, you know, work on five tokens and give them that big 
you know, reward a toy, yeah, toy or two, you know, a minute on the iPad or whatever they're working for. They have to gain, you have to show them what they're working for first and then they, you know, receive those, it. right, they yeah. have to work to it. So token bars are, I think, are a good tool to use during uh, your ABA sessions for the higher and functioning too. children. And speech, yeah. yeah, I think, listen, I use token boards for my daughter, you know, my own children yes. at home. You know, I told you we use them for potty training, toilet training, and things like that at home. I use them a lot with my kids. Just I use my ABA skills over into my house. I so, like and that. And it works. It it works. So I toilet trained my daughter with token boards. Yeah, you toilet trained your daughter by 18 months, right? Yeah. That is – tell us about that. Um, my goal was, because I was very privileged to be able to stay home with my daughter – Mm -hmm. Um, so my goal was to get her trained by two years old and I stood home for a week. I set up a token board. It was the Dora house and she earned Dora's face okay. every time she went on the toilet. Um, and if she, and then she got M&Ms at the end cause she loved M&Ms and it was the best thing she ever had. So I saved those M&Ms just for toilet training. She didn't get M&Ms. Every day, she didn't get them just to watch TV. She got them just when she peed on the toilet. Got it. And she received her tokens, and that's how seven days in the house, no diapers, no pull-ups. I don't like the pull-ups. I think they're a waste of money. Nice. Um, we, I did use them when I left the house. Okay. You know, right. um, you have to. But after I felt like she's fully trained, she, we was able to leave the house with no diapers on. And just regular underwear? Just Big girl underwear. underwear. That's it. Wow. At night, it took a little longer than yeah. daytime, you know, because you don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night because they pee the bed. So you right. throw a diaper on them mm -hmm. at night. Not until a pull -up. Either one. They have nighttime okay. ones. They have, you know, they have all different kinds. But I waited until I was sure that she wasn't wetting the pull-up at night before I could remove the pull-up. But I didn't give her anything to drink for prior to bed. Nice. For a little these, bit. These are great tips. Well, you know, it's trial and error. Trial that, and error. that worked for her. It might not work for another kid. Every yeah. kid is individualized. So you can't, you know, just with ABA, these programs are just set up for that one child. I'm not going to use, you know, John's programs with Bob's programs. Right. You know, it's not the same. They might have the same name, but you can't do it the same way. They're not going to be taught the same way. So this worked for my daughter. My son, on the other hand, was different. Mm -hmm. It took him a lot longer. My daughter trained by two, him trained by three. So okay. a lot different, you know. Still good, though. Still great, but different. I like that with your daughter, you used um, something that was highly reinforcing, like the M&Ms, and yes. you saved the M&Ms yes. for can't potty give training. Them, yeah, you can't give them that big reinforcer all the time because then they're like, why am I going to work for that or do anything for that if she's just going to give it to me? Exactly whenever I want it. Right. So you have to save that big item for that, mm -hmm. you know, for that big thing you're trying to teach them. That's a great tip. I feel like I need to let that soak in. Yeah. Just letting that soak in. <laughs> so, and then you also use Dora because she really liked Dora. Yes. So you use like two things she really liked. Right. I think that's... I made it, you know, you have to make it fun. You you have to make it a positive, you know, place. If yeah. you bring it negative stuff going on, you know, it's not going to work. I'm all about that. Yeah, the positivity. positive out in the universe. Right. See, Nora Put it knows. Out there. Nora hangs out with me maybe too much, <laughs> and she knows. Never. 
<laughs> That's nice of you. So your son, on the other hand, though, you said he was pooping, though, by 15 months on the toilet. This was a fun little mom tip. Well, Mike, he had a mom tip Tummy right problem. Okay. And he had trouble pooping. Is that mm-hmm. appropriate to say? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my mother told me, put him on the toilet. He was 15 months. I was like, Ma, you're crazy. He's right. never going to sit on the toilet and poop. She goes, I promise you. Put him on the toilet without any potty seat, none of oh, those wow. seats on top. You got to have his butt hang down in hang the toilet. It. Was it like <laughs> practically touching the water? Pretty much. All right. And he pooped. And wow. he felt good. So he w- he was trained to poop on the toilet before he was trained to pee on the well, toilet. That was the biggest reinforcement, right? Him pooping and feeling better. Yes. That was it, was, like... it was tough for him. I felt bad for him. There was Aww. We spent a long time in the bathroom. But yeah. my mom said, put him on the toilet. Put him in a bathroom. That's what yep, I said. Yeah, put him in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that. So anyway, so fast forward now. You're working... In uh, the public school system as a paraprofessional, right? Yes. So your experience working in the ABA school, really, you apply it yes. to currently of course. where you are. You know, all your experience, you just apply to the next, as long as you're staying in the same field. But you can just apply it yeah. to your next job. That's great that you applied it. So as a paraprofessional, what do you feel like is the most rewarding part of the job? Well, when I was... In working with the younger kids, and they left us at three years old, I always wondered what was next. What happened to them after they walked out of our doors Mm -hmm. at three years old? And I always was, you know, I see them now, and I'm like, oh, my God, they got so big. How are they doing? So now being in the public school system and seeing the next level, that's rewarding to see where they came from and now where they are. So I like to see what they're doing and how they're doing after they leave me. Um, Absolutely. So I enjoy the public school system. I think it's beneficial for the kids, especially, you know, District 75 program we're in and just right. the collaboration with the teams here. You know, yes. between the service providers, speech therapists, the whole team, everybody, it it's one that's how it works. You have to be on the same team Absolutely. for, you know, to just, make any kind of progress with the kids. That's true. And anything like, let's say I'm working on, I'll tell the teacher, I'll tell the paras, right. and you guys will work on it in class. Yes. And then- we, you have to carry over. Whatever you're doing in your speech room, you have to carry over into the classroom because how is, right. you know, that's how you reinforce what you guys are doing. You're working yeah. so hard every day with them to, you know – teach them a skill, right? they just can't know that you only do it in speech. Yeah. You have to do it in the classroom. You yes. have to do it in the lunchroom, wherever, the bathroom, wherever you are, you have yeah. to use communicate. your language. Yes, right. you have to communicate. Exactly. I love that. This is why you're the best. <laughs> yes. Sonora's excellent, is an excellent paraprofessional, so I just wanted to say that. Thank you. And then on top of that, let's also go into how you're in school right now getting your master's yes. in special education. Yes, I am. So you're almost done with the program. I am right? halfway through. I should be done by January of, oh, this, by January. of 2020. Okay. As long as all the cards fall into place. They will. They will. Um, and what uh, guided your decision to go back to school again? Well, I wanted I wanted to pursue, you know, I want to be a teacher. I want to, yes. you know, go to the next level. Mm-hmm. I love being a para, but I would, you know, I want to further growing. my education. Yes, yes. And keep learning. Um, I just, 
had some guidance actually from here, from another para that she right. was going through the program and UFT offered, you know, a master's program through Toro that mm -hmm. helped um, a lot. So they gave me half my, not they didn't give me, they paid for a portion of my master's six classes That's and excellent. I paid a portion and now I'm matriculated into Toro. That's great. That's... So they really guide you in the right direction. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, got to go for yeah. this. And, you know, I just want to be a good role model for my my kids, you That's know? That's so nice. So, Look at that. It's like everything's connected. Just, it's all connected. Like your ABA, your job. Yes. And your t and your sister also works for the same school my system family, as you. Yes, my whole family's in the school system. Your mom too, right? My mom just retired as parent coordinator. Kudos at to 37. And my sister, my older sister is out in Long Island in a district, like, it's like a District 75 school. So I she's a special ed teacher in... Long Island, so Suffolk there's County. Two, three sisters. There's three of us. You're total. the nor. You're the nor. I'm you're the middle. Th you're the middle. Yes. You're the middle child, and uh, all three of you are gonna. Well, you soon will be soon. all special ed teachers. Yes. So you come from a family that's of special ed. Yes. Of educators. Yeah. What is what are your like family dinners like? I mean, I know I'm in your oh, house God. now, but I, I just saw your husband and he's like hanging out with the kids. And, you know, I want to see, hopefully you can invite your sisters over one day. I want there's to be there. A lot of, there's a lot of school talk. Okay. Interesting. You know, there's a lot of school talk. We talk, but then there's a, you know, yeah. sometimes we turn it off and we just, okay. you know, gossip. Right. Like sisters do. Sister, you know, sister talk. Sister talk. I like it. All right. How do you feel about uh, eventually when you're going to become a teacher and your responsibilities are going to change? Um, I think I'm going to miss because I think as a teacher, you have your more paperwork, mm -hmm. less hands-on. You're not less hands-on, but there is times where you have to get those IEPs done and you right. have to do, you know, the appropriate paperwork for the kids, lesson plans. So those right. couple of periods you have with the, the kids, you know. You have to be a little bit more hands-on. You have to just try to figure out balance, you yes. know, and yeah. utilize your powers in the classroom, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a good teacher this year that really, we, we're a good team. So we yeah. all, she treats us all on the same level. So we're all teachers. There's not teacher para, you know, there's not a, division, a divider in the classroom. We're on one page, all of us. Right. So I think I'm going to miss the more of the hands-on. Yes, we do the paras, you know, we do more of the toilet training and the, you know, things right. like that, the messy work, you know. Right. I guess you can call it the cleanup. Right. Um, but we're a little bit more hands-on because we're one-to-one -one paras, especially right. the one-to-one -one paras have to be a little bit more hands-on than the teacher does because they have to teach and they have to have control of, you know, whole six to 12 kids, you know, that we have here, plus all the adults in the classroom. So it's a lot to, it is a lot. it's a lot on the teacher. I agree. I um, want to get actually your sister on the show. I'm kind of like, oh, I should have thought of you to invite her skills. over to... Your t yeah, your sister teaches social skills, so oh, I would yeah. love to, you know, or maybe you could maybe just invite her time. over. And we'll yes. just trick her into being on. Yeah, well, this time I'll bring more wine. I suggested to bring wine, but, you know, it's like late for you yeah. now and Those bedtime. Kids. 
Yeah. So it takes me six days to recover. Right. We'll just yeah. blame it on the kids. Well, mm-hmm. I also wanted to mention that as a mom, you didn't know what Uber was earlier in <sighs> the year. And me and Nora took an Uber together and we it was did. so fun. It was <laughs> the funniest thing. And she had a videotape it. So we have a yeah, memory for right. the rest of my life. Yes. Of Nora. Like I'm in an Uber. I've never <laughs> been in an Uber before. <laughs> What's so bad? <laughs> She's like, I'm a mom. I don't I'm do a mom. Uber. We don't Uber. <laughs> We drive. You are the seats. You are the Uber. I am the Uber. Right. I just don't get paid for it. Right. There's no app for me. No, there's not. Nope. It's just mom. Just mom. Pick me up. That's and drop it. me off. Yeah. Do your kids do after school activities too? They do. Their oh her, their school is big on activities and they play football. So. Oh gosh. Wait, your daughter too? Yes. My your daughter, daughter plays football. She plays flag football. Yeah. I didn't. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's the quarterback. That's so cool. Yes, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. She's real. She's good. She's really good. You know, she's doing two clinics this summer, so she's she's two really into it. Like football clinics, clinics. yeah. Camps. Wow, that's so. awesome. Yeah, cool. And your son does it as well. He just started this year. It's his first year, but that's... he does football, swimming lessons. You know, all that. Got to keep them active. You know, right? They have first... to be active. That's it. Because they have to be. Keep him busy and of socializing, course. right? Yes. All the positive, all the positive things. Wow. Okay. So I forgot to include that under like mom description, right? Because you're driving around doing that stuff. Thank too. God, my husband comes home and he takes over. You know, when I because I'm in school, so right now I'm in school four nights a week. Mm-hmm. So it's like tag team, high five, you're it. You know, right. kind of thing. I start dinner, he finishes dinner, he does baths. And I come home. Yeah, and you're kiss goodnight. Right, doing homework or something. That's it. Yeah. Wow. You're. Thank you so much for taking the time to have me over and speak to you. And this is a little break. I know. I know. Right. (laughs) I mean, usually we have wine, but I I could have made it more fun. But thank you. Um, So it's just at the end of the conclusion of this episode or this sitting down meeting. What, uh, any advice you have to maybe moms who are listening or, cause we have a whole bunch of listeners that are in school right now. I'm sure they could relate to you. I just say, stay organized, keep yourself organized, have a planner. My planner is my life and not a, people think I'm crazy, but I don't use my phone as my planner. That's I have okay. an actual planner with a pen and paper. With a pen and paper. Well, I use pencil so I can erase. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but stay organized, stay focused, and with your kids, just be strong and don't give in. Oh, I Even love that. Even if they bat their eyes like my son does, don't yeah. give in. <laughs> You're so you good, know? Nora. You're a tough cookie, Nora. Sometimes. My oh, okay. son could, gets me with those eyes, though. Mm. He's got long lashes. Oh, mm. what is the secret? Because, you know, he I'm considering. Oh, okay. He just bats them. He just you bats them. You guys can't see it, but he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get, like, extensions. It doesn't work when like, you get older. You no. have to be six and cute. I, right. And he See, is. I missed my window then. <laughs> okay, everyone. So... Thank you again, Nora, for sitting and talking with me. And I really enjoyed all of your wisdom. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese. We have new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also, we'd appreciate it if you would like and review us on iTunes. If you love the show and want more bonus content, check us out at 
patreon.com slash SLPs Wine and Cheese. Cheers. Cheers.